This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. Well, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Blues Nuts show. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon Moore, and with me, as usual, is uh, James. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Brandon. How you been, buddy? I have been good. Uh, it's It's been a while since we've been on the on the show with each other. The last time, I think it was few months a few months ago right whenever the blues were in the middle of off season uh yeah yeah right at the off season time was where we last uh, hooked up talking about sunny and getting kevin hayes and stuff so well you know a decent amount's changed since then it has a lot has changed uh tonight we're gonna kind of talk about all the different changes that the blues have kind of encountered uh since the last time we've talked we were gonna talk about the uh, I think it was eight eight preseason games that yeah. have happened yep. in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we have obviously new leadership with the Blues, uh, with the captain and our uh, assistant captains. And today, actually, we had a few more players from the uh, from the team get called or recalled down to the AHL, and we're going to kind of look at the. Uh, the season preview a little bit. We got two games this week, and then we got a couple yep. games next week as well. So we're all going to kind of go into that, dive into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, it was, it's really good to be back on the show. I know a lot of the people that come and watch our show may may have been missing us for a little bit there. Yeah, but you know, I, I love doing it. It's a blast, man. And, you know, it, it's cool to get back into it. Even better, I mean, we got, we got hockey back finally. <laughs> I know it's. It seemed like it took a long time to get back into the swing of right. things this this time around, and it's. I, I I would say it probably had something to do with the kind of I guess the lackluster of a season that we may have had last yeah. season. But I feel like the pieces that we got at towards the end of the season last year, and then even the pieces that we got, I shouldn't say pieces, but the players that we got in the off season, I feel like we might have a little bit better of a chance and it's, but I think it will be a really good thing for the, the blues coming into the season this, this year. And I think we're going to do a little bit better than, if not a lot better than what we did last season. I think so too. They, you know, they, they finally addressed the fact that they were small and they need some character on the team and they went out and did that. And, you know, like you said, with the changing of leadership, I think that also gave the opportunity for the team to improve there because what this team was lacking was that just that edge, that chip on their shoulder to prove everybody wrong. They just didn't seem like they didn't have the heart there, but I think this year it's there. They're ready to go. Yeah. They, it seemed like they towards the end of the season, and I know they were, they weren't per se in the mix for the postseason, but more than usual, it seemed like they had just lost that motivation yeah. towards the end of the season I, and i even in a little bit in the preseason I, we've really seen i think the guys really come back and really put their a pretty good effort out there on the on the line for the preseason uh, mm-hmm. and i mean just with the additions that we've had in kevin hayes uh oscar sunquist uh who i thought put a, a tremendous amount of effort uh into the preseason so far and a lot of even the young kids, neighbors had a pretty good yep. couple of outings. Alexandrov had a couple of good outings this preseason. So I think, I think with the young talent along with the kind of the the veterans that we also have, I think that's going to be kind of a good mix this season. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the team that they've built together. Like it's not. You don't have the stars of the NHL here per se. You have a lot of good players. Um, you know this is, but this is the changing of the guard. You know, gone is uh, Tarasenko, O'Reilly. Those guys aren't there now. Now yep. we have to embrace. You know, uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. They start their their massive contracts this year. So this is the year that they got to show up what they what they're made of and why they deserve those contracts. Plus two. I mean, we got the new captain. Got Shenner. He's wearing the C this year. It's going to be that's big, man. I love it. I love Shenner being that leader because he deserves it. He's he's been a he's been a workhorse and just an absolute beast for this team. And now he he earned those. So oh, for sure. I mean, we 
the several seasons that Shen has been has been a blue, I felt like he's he's demonstrated all the good qualities of what a leader should should be. He's from what I've heard and seen, he's good in the locker room. He everybody likes him on the team. Uh, he demonstrates good physicality, good work with the puck, and even just foot to foot race on the ice. He's he's a good overall player, and he is not afraid to get. Uh, <laughs> he's not he's not afraid to get. Uh, he's not afraid to drop the gloves with guys. Yeah. They're if they're messing around with this team and mm-hmm. doing something bad, there he's not he's not uh he's not he's gonna go out of his way to make it known that he doesn't like what he's they're doing. Oh yeah, the guy is the battler, he has been since he got traded here. Like it's been a master move that he's been here every and he's always that emotional player. Like it doesn't matter what happens, he puts everything out there. Mm-hmm. And I always remember my favorite goal of his was in the Stanley Cup playoffs when we won the cup was he scored that goal and he almost breaks his stick and he's just I mean he's just thrilled beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's a guy that you just love to see succeed and now he's gonna bring that leadership to this team. Not that he didn't, but now like it's his team to to captain, his team to lead. And now I think that makes a big difference and a lot of guys, you know, love him. They stick up for him and he's gonna stick up for them and that's important. Oh yeah. And I mean especially you want guys that are wanting to be Wanting to be here. I mean, he was a guy that a few years ago, whenever he re-signed with the Blues, he just kind of like what Tarasenko did this offseason. He fired his agent because I, I guess at the time the agent was wanting him to go somewhere else, but he right, pretty much fired his agent so that he would stay in St. Louis. And right. So he, I feel like that's something that's beyond shadow of a doubt. Uh, somebody that wants to be here, somebody that wants to be with this team, and obviously this offseason he was awarded the captain, which mm-hmm. I in my honest opinion, I don't think there was there might have been one other player, which was Thomas, but I don't th- feel like he was really ready to really be in that in that spot yet. Maybe a few years go by if right Ben doesn't resign or if whatever happens, they decide to put Thomas up as the captain at whatever point, but I feel like this was the best move of putting Shen as captain. I feel like that everybody's going to rally around him and uh, we're going to have a good season this year with, with him as our captain. Yeah. Every interview I've seen when they talk about Shen, I've never heard a negative thing about the guy. They've never had animosity towards him. They love him. Like the guy's a leader. He shows it. He puts it out there every night. And last year he literally played every game. Like, and all the all the stuff he did, the sacrifice, he played every game. He scored about 60-plus points, and that's what you're going to get out of him, a good second-line center who scores, who fights, who just puts everything out there every single night. And that's what – that is the makings of a captain, no matter what. Oh, of course. And even the battle through – I think it was – even had a couple of injuries at the end of the season that he was playing through. Uh, yeah. I think, think – Broken or a couple broken ribs and something else towards the end of the season is what I what I remember. Right, and I mean it was it was a, it was a season that they were out of the playoffs, and he's playing on broken ribs. And what's that tell you? It, he's a fighter, definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, along with Shen as being named the new captain, uh, these, these are three names that I don't think that anybody else is surprised about with being the newest the getting the A's was uh, Robert Thomas, uh, Justin Falk, and uh, yep. Colton Pareko. I, I've, some people might disagree a little bit with Pareko and just because of how his how his play has been the last couple of seasons, but I, I feel like he's been here long enough. He has that, that good uh, – the good relationship with the guys in the, in the locker room and everything, so I feel like he was – People might disagree with it, but I still think he was—he's a good role player for the uh, for the assistant captain. I totally agree, and you know I'm a huge fan of seeing the mix of defense and forwards be the leaders of the team. I think that'll work out good. You've got Breco, who is a strong—he's you know he's he's got a strong opinion too. He puts it out there. 
And yeah, he didn't have a good season. Neither did Justin Falk. It's just, but it's something that these guys are always leaders that go out there with with the good and bad, no matter what. They put everything out there as best as they can. And that's yeah. what you want from the leadership. Because oh, that will show those young guys, this is how you got to go out there and win. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Falk, I, I feel like last season was a trying season for a lot of the guys on the team, and especially Falk. I mean, you, you've seen him a couple of seasons before last season. He, and he was getting – really good numbers, really good, go- a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Last season, it seemed like not just him or actually it was a season prior. We had, it was one or two seasons prior where we had like multiple 20 goal scores. And not, last mm-hmm. year, it seemed like we really didn't have a whole lot of guys scoring over 20 goals. And right. he was, a lot of the, was Falk suffering from it. Thomas, Yep. Kairu, I think Kairu and Tarasenko might have been the only like there might have been a few others, but I think Kairu and Tarasenko might have been the only few that were actually getting over 20 goals last season. Right. And so. you know that that affects the team a lot. The year before they went on this tear, I think it was somewhere around six guys scored 20 plus goals. Yep. That's a lot. And you know, this past year, you don't if you don't get that many goals then guess what? You're going to start really faltering. And the defense faltered because the offense wasn't keeping up with it. They weren't doing their job. So the defense, you know, falls behind the wayside big big time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I feel like with all the good emotion and all the, the, I guess, the motivation, dedication coming into this season, just from what I've seen and heard from this preseason – I and if somebody asked me this at work uh, a couple nights ago, asked me how they thought the Blues were going to come out this season. At first, I was I was kind of hesitant because I I wasn't sure how everything was going to go because they hadn't really made much changes to their defense def- defensive core. Uh, they 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 added Hofer to their goalie tandem. And they had a few changes to offense. So, I mean, realistically, it was – it really – it didn't look like much had changed on just the total outlook of the team. And just from that before the – I think it was before the preseason even started, I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know how the how this season's going to go. I was, I was kind of nervous at first, but seeing – that we had games against Chicago, Columbus, Dallas. Even I know the the last mm-hmm. game that we played against Dallas, they didn't have a lot of their uh, talent talented players like Jamie Ben, uh, Tyler Sagan, a lot and a lot of those types of players. But I mean, they still came out and beat Dallas four to nothing, right? In a preseason game. So I mean, and then to come out in Chicago, the net very two days later and a win again against a, a team that was just put together this off season, pretty much after the draft. Right. And uh, I felt like is something good in which the last, I think the last two games were pretty much the full, like the squad, the squad that we're pretty much going to see on ice for the start of the season. So, and I, I felt like, I feel like now I'm a little bit more, I'm not as hesitant with how I feel about this team as what I was before the preseason. Um, what what kind of were your thoughts whenever you were kind of watching the games as they were going through this preseason? Yeah, Brianna. So the, the biggest things I looked at on this team was how do you change the, the mindset from last year to this year? You come in, you become dedicated to specific things. And that's what they did. Their biggest thing was on the defense. They really focused on that clearing the front of the net. They wanted to make sure no one stood there going back to the 2019 year where anyone stood near that crease, they got turned to ash. It didn't matter. And that's what they did this year. Instead of playing for puck possession, they played the body. So clearing that body out, clearing those guys out of the net was a big plus. And the other thing that was a big issue that's been addressed, I hope is their special teams. Um, In the preseason, they finished sixth overall on the power play and 12th overall in the penalty kill. So 
the little changes that are doing, I think is working well. They, they developed a better skill set on the power play with the new guys, the new additions and a better setup. And that's super important. Plus that, that chance that, you know, crowding the net on the offensive side, getting your bodies there. So that way, when you get the initial shot, you also get the secondary shot. If the first one doesn't go in, they didn't do that at all last year. They were one of the worst teams when it came to secondary chances. They just never got them this year. They have to go better than that. And they showed that a lot in the preseason. I just hope it, it changes over into the uh, regular season. That's where it's got to be. Oh yeah. I mean, to come pretty much dead last in the power play penalty penalty kill was, I think a little bit better than last. Uh, but I mean, secondary chances, like you said, coming right. in pretty much dead last. Those are things that cannot happen this season. And, right. And if we're want, if they're wanting to get anywhere higher than what they did last season, those are things that they're definitely going to have to change. And I mean, from what it sounds like, from what you're saying, they're they're making those changes mm-hmm. early on, which is which is really good. And I'm hoping that translates into this the start of the season on uh i guess it's tuesday thursday 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 against the stars yes you're right i i thought it was for some reason it was tuesday but that's when all the games start right that's That's when when the the regular season season starts but our first game is the 12th okay yeah i i got a little bit confused i've been dealing with a lot of fantasy fantasy leagues and everything and it's been that for some reason i had the 10th stuck in my head and I, that's the reason why but yeah uh yeah i'm i'm really uh i'm really interested to see how this team comes out and starts uh i, I know aside from the few games that we already talked about with dallas and uh chicago we had a few games against columbus the two columbus mm-hmm. games we won one and we lost one. Right. Uh, three two was the first one, and then uh, five three loss in the second one. We had overall we had four wins, two losses, and two overtime losses. So I mean that's a pretty decent start to the preseason, especially when yeah. you had oh, a win and loss to Dallas, a win and loss to Chicago, yeah, and then a win and loss to. Uh, Arizona, so they pretty much went 50 50 on wins, yeah. Uh, and then coming up, which I'll be interested to see how the lineups are going to fare for uh, Dallas and Seattle on this first week of the season, yeah. Uh, but I feel like they're they're going to be ready. Uh, obviously, our home opener is uh, on Saturday against Seattle. Uh, I really wish I could have got tickets for this game, but it's uh, I just it just wasn't in the cards this time around. Uh, we also have, aside from Dallas and Seattle this week, we have Arizona next Thursday on the nineteenth, and then the Penguins next Saturday on the twenty first. Yeah. That's, Two weekends away, not this upcoming weekend. <laughs> yeah, they're so definitely starting off with uh, you know, this is gonna be a tough schedule to begin with. That's those are teams that are either that either made the playoffs or gonna they're gonna make that same push in the playoffs like the blues are gonna try to this year. So it's oh, yeah. it's gonna be a challenge. It, it's definitely gonna be a challenge. I mean, we like I said, we have Dallas, Seattle, Arizona, Penguins, uh, and then Winnipeg, who was really good. Throughout last season, you got Calgary, who their Calgary has been kind of shaken up a little bit after after last season. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to come out at the start of the season. But and after we have Calgary, we have uh, the Canucks. Yep. So it's it's going to be the first month of hockey for the Blues is is going to already kind of be a kind of a a rough rough start to a schedule, but I, I, I feel like the blues, if, if they come out with the same energy and the same enthusiasm that they had in the preseason, I feel like they can, I feel like they'll make the most of what they have to start out the season. 
Oh yeah, I think so too. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a challenge, but that's what the initial season is all about. This is not going to be an easy win for them. They're not going to just squeak through everything and make the playoffs in no time. This, this is a fight. Um, you figure they have to get somewhere around 92 points to make the playoffs roughly. So I can't recall what their uh, point total was last year, but it was definitely no close to that. I think it was like 79 or something. So it's, it's going to be a fight no matter what, but you know, and I'd rather see them go after these, these teams early on and maybe they could catch some of these guys off guard, like a Dallas or, uh, or the penguins or, you know, um, or Seattle, if they could get squeak those couple wins out of there right away, that's a good sign. You know, it's just a matter of getting those points early and build that, build that war chest of wins. Yeah. And I, we actually had a com- we had a comment already, and it was uh, we were kind of talking about the home opener. Um, one of our viewers, uh, Justin Scott, he said he's going to be going to uh, home opener. Kind of jealous of you, Justin. I wish I could. Yeah, be Justin, going. come on. <laughs> you should get extra tickets so that way we could go with you. Right. Yeah, I got to <laughs> work anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah. Apparently, got a real job. I got to work that weekend, so. Oh, well. So do I. I'm, I I will actually <laughs> be out at Scott Air Force Base with because I nice. it is actually going to be a drill weekend for me. So uh, uh, got to shed the beard and got to go on military status for for the weekend. So I won't be able to make it to the game. Unfortunately, well, we all appreciate his service, man. No matter yeah. what, I'll tell you that. Uh, the support is definitely appreciated as well. Uh, but uh, no, I'm kind of getting back along the line of the kind of the season starting, mm-hmm. uh, you were kind of saying that if we can kind of jump out to a good start with the the season, because I mean, even, even in some games we've, we've had times where the blues have come out in seasons have kind of fall, fallen flat. And just, it was the start of the last season where they came out and started, I think it was three or four and oh, and then from there had a seven, seven to eight game losing streak, and then it just seemed like they were fighting to get back into that that driving position. Just from then yeah. on, they had their their win count, their winning stretches and their, a lot of losing stretches, but it just seemed like from that very beginning, probably seven to ten games into the season, they were already kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah, they just, they didn't, they were so flat-footed, they just looked demoralized. And that, you know, once you get in that funk in the season, and especially if it's early on, it takes a lot to get out of it. And Mm -hmm. they just never, even though they came up with some good winning streaks, it just never, they could never muster enough to get past it. No. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this season is going to be definitely different than last season. Uh, I mean, we've already seen evidence that it's going, hopefully is going to be. Uh, uh, one big thing that I did notice from a lot of the lineup that they're having this season that we didn't have in last season was size along with yes. speed. I mean, we got Sammy Blake coming back, who is six foot, maybe a little bit more than a hundred or over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunquist, who is always a big body. Uh, you had Kevin Hayes, who's joined the team. He's another big body. And uh, who else? Who else? Who else? We had There's a few other guys. But aside from just the, the small guys that we had that had the speed, we didn't really have anybody that had the size to really back that up. And this year we're kind of coming back to kind of having that that size, which I think is going to help out a lot with uh, – the speed that we do have to be able to get those checks uh, that are going up and down the ice to be able to uh, complement the speed that we also have. Right. Cause you know, let's face it. The team is going to have a few issues when it comes to their forwards. Pinch you back on the defense. You figure Ron and Kyrie are going to be probably, you know, not the most reliable defensively, but you get guys like Shen with, you get, you get somebody like uh, Buchnevich with Kyrie, which helps because he's got a lot of size. And Hayes is with Verona. So you're going to get that little bit of defensive help right there. And honestly, the fourth line, I'm loving every bit of that fourth line. Like oh, you yeah. get, you got, 
you got Sonny back and you got uh, Torpachenko is going to be there. And it looks like Alexandrov is probably going to make opening night roster. So he'll be that fourth liner and he's got, he's got a wicked set of hands on him. So they definitely upped the size kind of going, harkening back to 19 when they had tons of size everywhere. It just, just a whole lot of big meaty guys out there muscling themselves through the playoffs. That's what they kind of did this year. And I hope that that translates to winning. It'll definitely yeah. translate to a lot of bruised bodies, but let's hope <laughs> we get some wins too. Yeah. I mean, especially with losing a guy like uh, Ivan Barbashev, who is always good with the penalty kill, you're going to have Sonny back who is one of our top penalty killers in, in 2019, whenever we did mm-hmm. win the cup and a comment that, Justin just kind of brought up again was something that with with our defense is is going to be critical if we want to get far in the season with a good record and even making it into the playoffs that a, a good defense and even a good penalty kill is something that we're going to have have to have as and he he went on to say that he's going to be like eight rows off the ice and yeah. kind of running nice. it in a little bit so Hey, Here, here's, here's, the salt, you, here's the wound on my hand. Put some salt <laughs> in it, Justin. Come on. Um, but right. he's right, though. The defense. So, you know, the defense faltered last year. Bennington faltered last year because there wasn't enough fight in that net. You know, once you lose that, you lose it. So yeah. uh, this year, they, you know, it sounds like with a new defensive coach coming in, they focused more on the front of the net, clearing it getting those pucks away from there and the bodies away from there. And that is what you have to do in this league is just make sure you don't, like I said before, don't give those secondary shots. Those rebound shots have got to end. Oh, for sure. Uh, And I was even listening to one-on-one one day this past week, and they were telling how like a lot of the middle of the ice, whenever uh, the other team was coming into their defensive zone, they were, they were, suffocating a lot of the that middle ice area which mm-hmm. is a lot more than what we were doing even last season the last season we were letting pucks get through the middle of the ice which is a, a big no-no uh and allowing guys on the other team to get back door uh, on the other side of bennington or even uh grice and to get backdoor goals and even just regular goals. And that, that didn't help the team out at all. And you were kind of talking about Bennington faltering a little bit. And at times, yes, Bennington did falter. But it was also the same along the lines, along the same lines with the goaltending. You kind of had that demoralized kind of, I guess, demeanor going on because whenever Bennington was in, he was playing as good as he was able to play, but his defense and offense weren't really showing up at the games. Right. And then whenever whenever you were giving Bennington the day off, you were having – no offense to Grice, but I, I felt like Grice, he had his good days and he had a lot of kind of okay days on in the net because they – he didn't really give Bennington much of a of a breather. It seemed like he he was able to come in and give Bennington a day off, but it just seemed like he wasn't always there to really assist the team. It's, the team, whenever Grice was in, they really had to step up, and it just seemed like Grice wasn't always there to mm-hmm. back up his team. Yeah, that was a hard thing. You've got to, you know, you got to rely on those goalies, but sometimes you could over rely on the goalies and Bennington is a really good goaltender. But the problem is when you just keep not giving him those chances to defend himself, this is what you get. And then you get something like Thomas Christ who has had a great career in the NHL, but the problem is he just didn't have it left in him this, this past year. And so it never gave Bennington a chance to really take a breather and to get some better quality wins. And again, it's just that free for all once, one domino falls, they all start going. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I I would agree with that. And, I mean, <laughs> Justin kind of does too because uh, he was kind of going on to talk about how people – they talked a lot of smack on our defense last year and even the last couple of years after we kind of faltered a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, we were kind of – and I would agree with Justin a little bit on this is that 
for the last it was what 14 15 maybe 16 seasons of consecutively making it into the playoffs and having a really good team and then after the 2020 or 2021 season where things kind of got got a little mixed up a lot probably because of covid and everything that had happened but it just seemed like a lot of blues fans were really not into it because we we didn't get very far into the playoffs those last few years mm-hmm. and and even last year we're not making it very far into the playoffs or very far into the season with a good record and then not making it to the playoffs that it really it really hurt blues i, I think it really hurt blues fans and they just because we're they we're so used to seeing a team that comes out and makes it to the playoffs every year and then not to see them make it 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 sucked and mm-hmm, it absolutely just and a lot of it all is like the fair weather fans who is they 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 get on board with it all and then they kind of they're like oh I'm done with the blues once they have bad seasons and who's to say that you'll see those same fans coming back if they start playing good this season they're gonna be like, oh yeah the blues are back the blues are back and it's like come on you guys were saying last season whenever the blues sucking that you were done watching them right so. <laughs> you know I mean that's I mean I've been I've been watching blues hockey for 35 plus years man like since I was a little kid so I mean I've seen I've seen some crap teams that have come through here and you know we're a blessed we're a blessed community to have a, a team that constantly tries to push for the playoffs every single year. You got a great ownership and a great GM that does everything they can to put a quality team out there because they want to be there for the fans. And, you know, the fair weather fans are just going to deal with the fact that sometimes a team can't put their best out there, but that doesn't mean they're not going to try. So you got to keep supporting this team so they can get those out there. So stay with it. So what if they lose a season? Now it's reset. Now they, I mean, they get as mad as we do, about losing they don't want to lose oh yeah they're not out there like excited to lose they want to win and this year they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder to prove everybody wrong oh yeah i mean get ready you could see it on anybody that came in and did an interview with the post the the post game interviews they held o'reilly a lot of times came into the uh interview just had a demoralized look on his face like i don't i don't know what to tell you guys we suck mm-hmm. i don't i don't really know what the best course of action is for this because every time we try something new it, we just get keep on getting knocked down again so it, it's that's something that they are gonna have to uh really fight through and actually get it done i mean yeah they're they're gonna come out a lot better this season like you were saying yeah. uh have a lot more fight in them it's it's just gonna show take time for a lot of blues fans to really see that i, I have a feeling because after season last season where they didn't play the best i feel like it's gonna take a little bit for them to uh really get back to feel in the same way that they did for the team. Right. I agree. It's going to be, it's going to be a fight. They got to prove a lot of people what they can and can't do. And, you know, all they could do is just go out there and put everything out there every night and show this community, like we're your, we're your blue, you're your blue collar team and they will do it. Oh yeah. I mean, we, you, you even touched on this a little bit earlier in the show that we've never really had big name guys. I mean, we might've in the past, but, we've never really been a city that has big name players like Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. Ovechkin, uh, Rantanen, McDavid, all these guys. You never really have seen really big guys. Maybe once whenever we had uh, the great uh, Gretzky mm-hmm. possibly on our seat, on our team for uh, a season, but you, you, you've never, you don't really see guys like that. We've always had to, more or less fight with the the pieces that we are given which i mean you have a lot of you have a lot of really really good players you not quite elite status but you have them like good players that 
or like middle ground in the NHL mm -hmm. and have to pretty much bust their knuckles, get through everything that they can in order to get to the, the, the pretty much the promised land. And that's, that's what we've had to do for season upon season upon season. I mean, the, the one, the one blue that we did acquire and uh, some of the other comments that Justin has been kind of putting, putting up uh Buchnevich was a, a big one that seems like he's always been very consistent for the team uh, in the couple of years that he has been with us. Uh, Thomas Cairo there, they they've they've been good. Uh, Thomas he's been a little bit better than Cairo, but that's just a, the level of play that he's been putting up. Mm -hmm. uh, and and Blues fans have been really critical upon those two, even start of last season. Once they got that big contract, they were looking to these those two guys and like, all right, what big changes are they going to make since they got the big contract? And it's that kind of stuff takes time. I mean, yeah, you get awarded a big contract and you're going to try to do everything that you can and more. But, I mean, sometimes that's what causes you to suffer. Just play your game. And every, all of those things that people are wanting to see are going to come. It's just it takes a time. And I think that's what a lot of fans don't recognize is that whenever somebody's awarded a contract that, they're just going to automatically be a lot better than what they are and play the contract that they're given. And it's, it's going to take probably a season or two and before they're really up to the level of the contract that they were awarded last season. Right. You know, this was kind of an early, you know, it's kind of a new thing in the NHL where they're going to give these guys these long-term contracts when they're, you know, 22, 23, 24, in the hopes that, you know, yeah, it's a gamble, but if Kairu is a 50-goal scorer midway through his contract and if Thomas is a 100-point player midway through the contract, it's a steal because then they get these guys at the prime of their careers and they're just making bank over bank points and, you know, they're only making $8.5 million a year, whereas you get guys like um, Austin Matthews who's going to make 12 and 13 or, or McDavid's making 13. These guys are making a lot of money and they're putting up a lot of points. It's true. But if you can get, you know, Thomas and Kyrie to put up those high end points, we're talking 80 to 90 to 100 points, then you've got to you've got to steal. And that's a good move. I think I like those contracts, but they have to come in and they have to prove it. This is the year they don't have the luxury of the, you know, of Tarasenko and O'Reilly and some of those guys being their buffers. Now they're the front and center team. So they got to show what what they're made of and this is the year to do it oh for sure uh, i mean yeah with with all the pieces that they've acquired now and the the way the lineup is going to be stacked i mean you got you got bucci up with thomas and kairu which i think is going to be a very good tandem uh up on the i believe it's going to be first line oh yeah yeah that line's fired that's yeah. the number one line that they those guys are studs studs uh, I I'm honestly can't wait to see what's going to come of that that line on for the Blues uh, second line. I've to be honest with you, I haven't looked to see what the lines are going to be yet. I know Shen is on second line probably yeah. with Vrana and God damn I can't even think. Uh, um, so yeah, I just looked it up. Um, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be hey. Shen centering Brainerd Saad and Casper uh, Kapitan, who's another okay. you know late season pickup. So that's your second line right there. And then um, Hayes with uh, Verona and Blair are going to be other. I, that's to me that's going to be my line. That's going to be the line I'm going to love watching because you got the skill. You got uh, Hayes who's a solid center, and then you got Blake who's a wrecking ball. They're going to be a blast to watch. And um, I know that Hayes and Verona had great chemistry all all preseason and in training camp. So that's going to be a good time to watch them. And then uh fourth line, you got good old Sonny and his uh, beautiful locks of hair with uh, Jake neighbors and should be Torpachenko or uh, Alexandrov. That's going to be the, that, that fourth line. And that's, that brings a lot of size and speed. And, you know, that's what the, that's what this team has lacked is that 
overall, like you said before, Brandon, the size, the skill and the speed, that's, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of positives. It's going to be, they're going to be a tough team, you know, especially those back lines, especially. Yep. Yep. Uh, definitely. But before we kind of get any farther, I'm, we're going to throw it over to a, uh, one of our sponsors real quick. Uh, so everybody who's watching, we will be back shortly after this brief message. All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports, as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy, I mean, you name it. And now, for VSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code VSN, that stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's VSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is VSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. Sorry. Uh, don't know how long it would kind of going back, but... It- if Justin, if you haven't uh, gotten your tickets, I know you have. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, you should definitely try it. <laughs> uh, I'm <gonna laughs> sorry, use I, I saw that I was, deal. I, hell yeah, uh, it was. Uh, sorry, <laughs> my fiance was trying to find my keys, and we couldn't <laughs> find them for the longest time. So <laughs> that's all right, man. It happens. Oh, you're fine. Just use it. Okay. What if I'm not back by ten o'clock? Ooh. That's what I'm saying. I don't. There you go. I'll be fine with this. Are you sure? Yeah. I've done it before. Okay. If you can't start your car and I'm not back. It'll it'll start. (laughs) (laughs) Love you too. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, She's using my truck to do different things. But back to this. (laughs) Uh, Hayes and Vrana. Uh, yes. Uh, I lost my train of thought, so I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, Vrana, you were talking uh, a little bit. I think you said he was going to be on the third line. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be there with, uh, he's going to be there with Hayes centering and Blay being the other wing on that, on that line. That is, that is honestly going to be another, uh, line that I'm really interested in, not just because of Hayes going to be there, but, the way Vrana came into St. Louis last season, kind of getting getting the ice time that he got and getting the number of goals that he got, I feel like this is a kid, once he's with the team, mm-hmm. and you, you really see him coming into his own if he does with St. Louis, which kind of seeing how he started out with, with us, I feel like this is a kid that's going to be a – I don't want to shoot too much from the hip with this, but I feel like he is going to be another kid that's going to be, once he gets a little bit more years with the team, he he could be probably a 20, possibly a 30 plus goal scorer. Cause I mean, Mm -hmm. you can see the size with him. He's got the handle with the puck. I feel like he, I feel like his shot is something that is, once he comes into his own, I feel like it could be a, a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. That kid's got a wicked release on that, on his shot. And his one-timer is pretty spot on. I, if, In my opinion, it's really kind of a, he's almost like a brand new David Perron in the sense of the way he releases that puck, especially on the power play, it's dynamite. And I think with, I think that'll be a very big bonus for this team. I think that's, he's my sleeper for a guy that's going to come up. I think, I'm going to, he's going to get 35 goals. Like I could see him be that dark horse, 35 goaler, 60, 70 points. I think that's, I, I think that could definitely happen because he's ready to prove himself again. I think his confidence is back. He's a great skater. He knows where to go on the ice and the kid could shoot like no one's business. So he's going to be a blast to watch. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I was, I was excited to see Hayes coming to St. Louis. I've always kind of, kept an eye on him from fantasy leagues and 
and everything else because I, I always saw he was a, a good player. And then whenever I saw that he was actually coming to St. Louis, I was like, Ooh, I don't just get to watch him on fantasy leagues anymore. I can get to actually get to watch him pretty much in a St. Louis uniform. And because yeah. I, I always thought that Hayes, and I, I didn't really feel like he, I thought he did fairly decent with the teams that he's played with. I, he was with, I believe, Philadelphia and New York before coming to St. Louis. Right. And so maybe it wasn't a, a good – I thought he fitted decently. He's only had a couple of seasons where it was like really, really good overall play from him. But I feel like with maybe a change of scenery again, maybe he can kind of get back to – being a, a dominant center because I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have Rana, you're going to have Blay on the same line as you. These are two guys that, I mean, yeah, you got one guy that's, uh, you're going to have a center that's 200 plus pounds. You're going to have a, a winger that's uh, over 200 pounds and Blay, who's very physical guy. And then you're going to have Rana, who's more of the smaller winger that can get into dicey areas pretty quick with a puck and be able to shoot that. I feel like that's going to be a pretty good line. I feel a lot of the, a lot of the puck handling and everything is going to be from Blay and Hayes to get the puck to Hay or Rana and scoring wise. But I, I mean, they, I could be completely wrong. It'd be go a different way, but I, I feel like this is going to be another line that's going to be, very interesting to watch. Right. I totally agree. Like that it's going to be a fun line just because of what that tenacity that they're going to bring to it. And, you know, it sounds like they work well together, watches some of their play. It's they're fun. Um, you know, and again, if you get these guys coming back in, like they did the tail end of the year with Blaze scoring like a madman, like he did and same with Verona. And then if Hayes, if Hayes even contributes close to what he did last year, then they're going to be in good shape. Like that third line is going to be, you know, that catalyst line that people will be kind of afraid to go up against. And it'll be hard to, you know, for other teams to get their defensive players against those certain teams when, you know, yeah, you can have your top line, but if your second line contributes, the third line contributes, you know, you get waves and waves of offensive ability that will make your team that much harder to play against. Oh, for sure. And I feel like that's, it's going to be a lot from probably the first through third and even the fourth line. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fourth line, if you look at the fourth line on paper, it looks like kind of almost resembles a little bit of the fourth line that we had back in like 18, 19 and the start of 2020, whenever yeah. we right before COVID. And then it, it, it almost has that look again, because you got, Obviously, Sonny, that's back. Yeah, uh, Torpchenko, and then Alexandrov. You're going to have three yep. pretty decent-sized guys on the fourth line that aren't afraid to shoot, that are able to get in and get get physical with guys if they have mm-hmm. to. And you're, it's not so much anymore like what we have the last couple of years, a fourth line that just kind of is just that line that gets guys out there and so that the other players on your first, second, and third line can kind of wrestle a little bit. Because to me, it's kind of what it's looked as looked like in the last couple of years and even last year. But it just on paper, see, not seeing how any of them are going to really play it. Because it's it's an overall new line. The only one that's coming back is uh, Tort. And yeah. so it's it's going to be a whole, whole new line on that line. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, that line works together at the start of the season, and I, but I feel like that's going to be a very physical, grindy line. Right, and don't forget too, you got Jake Neighbors too. He's going to come in there, yeah. and he's going to be in that four. He he'll be the one that slots into any of those lines. He could be as high up as a sec, as a second liner to down to grind with the fourth line. Like that's a kid that's got a lot of skill. And this is going to be a good year for him, I think. I'm, I'm really, I'm jazzed about him too. Oh yeah, he, he's going to be that good utility guy that is. Uh, granted, knock on wood, if we have injuries or if we have guys that are 
getting scratched because I need a break or whatever. Neighbors is going to be that guy that mm-hmm. can literally come in and probably fill lines that other people that may not be able to. I mean, I was excited to see McEachern coming back, but I, I felt like he was going to be a kid that could possibly do the same thing. But seeing Neighbors and Alex played the last couple seasons, whenever he is up with a big club, I feel like Neighbors is going to be a, a good kind of utility slot for whenever guys are kind of needing to be kind of in and out type thing. So right. it'll, it'll, it'll be good to see him again on right. the team. I like Brina. I definitely like the mix of the young and old. You know, the you got the 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 harder veterans, but you also got a good mix of young guys to come in there too. That you know, yeah, neighbors could be that fourth line, but you know, again, like I said, I could easily see him play for a stretch on the third or second line, no problem. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, and his buddy is uh, Braden Shin. Those two are hand in hand, and now. And I'll, let's not forget, Jake Neighbors is also now the official DJ of the team. So, yes, yes. you know, you got to keep him in there for the music. That's important. But, you know, again, like now, the, yeah, the, he, he, he officially retired. <laughs> he announced that on the uh, at the Blues of Bruise thing at the uh, uh, at the Budweiser uh, Garden stuff. So, yep. so uh, again, you know, the the mix of the young is they're they're hungry. You got some guys who have are on the prove it contracts. You know, Captain and Verona, like this is the last year of their contracts. So they all have to prove themselves. And the team as a whole has to show, like, last season was a fluke. That does not exist. That's not who we are. You know, we're a winning team. We're a playoff team. We're a contender. That's what they got to be. Yeah. And uh, if they can do all those things, we could we could see another a team that goes far into into the season, possibly into the playoffs. Right. I, I don't want to talk about the playoffs, especially with it being the start of the season, because that is always bad juju whenever you talk yeah, about playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of it myself. I I hold back <laughs> on that a lot. I'm a realist, but I'm also, you know, you want to say something, but it's like, ah, I don't want to blow it. Yeah. So I know what you mean. And, and this is kind of a little off topic. Justin, do you have something for Bucci? Because you, it seems like you are you talk about him a lot, brother. Is I mean, just the, some of the comments he's made about Bucinevich yeah. makes, but well, he is a very consistent player. I will give you that, Justin. Absolutely, the guy. I mean, he kills penalties. He's on the power play. He's almost a point per game guy. Like, it, and honestly, he might be the number one. He might be the most talented player we have in terms of overall productivity. He just has got to stay healthy. If he comes out and gives us eighty games, I'll, I'll even take seventy-five games. He's going to give you almost 90 points. That's how sure. slick he is with, with his skill. Like he just, he sneaks in, he's got a deceptive speed and he's got that real quick release. It's yep. like, he's a one-timing fiend. Like give him an opportunity. He buries the puck. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I've always enjoyed watching him since he's came to St. Louis. In fact, this Jersey right here is a Buchnevich Jersey. Nice. Um, it was one of the game or, practice worn ones okay uh, whenever yeah. they had the nice. uh hit nice. black, i think it was a yeah black history month one i, nice. I wanted to one before they had this one but somebody outbidded me a little bit and i was upset about it but i was happy i still got one of these uh because i just like the look of them but right booch booch since he's probably came into the mix with the blues has probably been one of my more favorite players since yep. that guy left. He was my favorite until yeah. he left. But oh, I love DP man. He was he. I loved watching that guy play. That just that, just the way he brought it every single game. He was great to watch. Loved him. But I mean, Booch. I mean, he. I mean, he does. He's a he's a warrior out there, and oh, yeah. he's he's one of my favorites to watch out there too. Yep, for sure. Uh, kind of going to talk a little bit about when I talk a little bit about the defense obviously still uh goaltending is going to be kind of a little bit of the same we obviously know about Benner and how he plays uh we got to see a little bit of Hofer uh this past season for a few games uh what did what did you in the preseason because I know Hofer played a couple of games 
because I, I didn't get a, or I guess listen to the games. I, I don't think they really got televised much. Uh, what were your thoughts about Hofer whenever he was in the net? You know, I like I like Hofer's style. He reminds me a lot of how Bennington does things too. Um, I think that was a hard part about last year where Grice being such an older goalie, he wasn't athletic. He was just more of a, you know, double stack pad here. Double, you know, just play the angles. Um, Hofer challenges shooters, just like Bennington did his first year with the team, you know, going right out above the crease, making sure that he cuts down those angles. And he's got the great athleticism to move side to side that you need in the modern NHL game. You know, you can't go with these guys that are just kind of slow footed. You got to mm-hmm. get guys that have athleticism and speed and that makes a big difference. Um, so I think the team will relate better with Hofer and his style because he's going to emulate a lot of what Biddington does. Um, of course, Biddington, his, his number one claim to fame is how great he handles the puck. No matter, like he's a stick handler, like no one's business. That helps his team out a lot too. You kind of become that extra defenseman out there in, in timely moments. But yeah. Hofer's going to be out there. I think he's going to hold his own. Um, in a perfect world, I hope he gives us about 25 to 30 starts. And because that'll, that'll lessen the load for Biddington, he won't be tired at the end of the season. He'll yep. be ready come playoff time. And plus, you know, you got to get, you got to give your guys that kind of break. You got to give them that confidence that, hey, I'm Joel Hofer. I'm not going to let all soft goals in. I'm going to hold up as long as you hold up in front of me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I was, I was excited to see Hofer last season whenever he he was up with the team and mm-hmm. to see to see the uh, to see the athleticism that he had whenever he started out playing uh whenever a lot of our guys got injured and he came in as a pretty much the guy that was a subbing for the team just to kind of get that glimpse i guess of what we we're going to be getting uh at the start of this season whenever he starts his one year deal with us is that was I was very intrigued. I, I really liked the style of goaltending that he had. Uh, I felt like he he kind of like what you said. I thought he kind of resembled a little bit of a, a younger Bennington in a way, I guess. But I feel like he I feel like he might have his head on a little bit straighter. Yeah, probably. And let's hope so. <laughs> We can't have two of the we can't have two of the same in that sense. Yeah, for sure. But I, I I'm excited to see how the kid is gonna come into his own because I mean just seeing how he was playing at the end of the season where yeah you're gonna have teams that are in the playoff race they're gonna be putting anything and everything out there so that way mm-hmm. they can get the better slot and he played really good against I I don't remember all the games that he played again and with but he had. I thought a, a pretty good record to boot whenever he at the end of the season, whenever he did play with the blues. So right. I'm in, what's that? No, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I, I'm really interested to see him uh, with the team, but the one thing that I did want to talk about, which it came out, I think a week or two ago with the defense was one of the biggest things was with, with Krug. Mm-hmm. And the whole what happened pretty much over the summer with the trying to trade him off in order to get uh, one of the pretty much it was trying to fill a gap or try to make extra additions to the defensive core. And uh, he was he pretty much enacted his no treatment clause and said, no, Doug, I don't want to move, but. Uh, he pretty much came out and said, "Was like, look, I, I, I really love playing in St. Louis. It's a, it's a fun city to play in, and all the, he loves playing for the team. And that kind of go back a little bit what we we're kind of talking about a little bit earlier. And with the preseason play, it seems like that a lot of the guys are here to play. They want to play with this team. And mm-hmm. Krug was no different. I mean, he especially." He explicitly expressed that in the interviews that he had the, a couple weeks ago whenever they were asking him about the trades and everything or trade talks that were going on a few months ago. And 
I think that's the type of players that we're going to need in order to really buy into playing playing good this season because you want guys that are going to want to be here, that are going to want to play. And especially with having his family already kind of rooted here, though that those are all extra driving things. And not to mention, I think I saw this somewhere, but Krug and Hayes are pretty good, pretty good friends. So that was another big thing that mm-hmm. I think was keeping them here in St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Tori Krug, he is a, he, he likes to be out there. And you know, when he expressed that he loves being a blue and he wants to be here that, you know, that gave me a lot of hope for him in terms of he's not going to be a player that's like, man, I'm tired of this team. They try to trade me. I'm done. He goes, no, you tried to trade me. I'm going to show you what I could do. I'm going to show you why you signed me to the contract you did. And yeah. he's going to come back. I'm hoping and I'm really excited to watch that that attitude that he has. Because to me, like he is one of the biggest chip on your shoulder players you got out there. And yeah. he's got to bring it every night. And again, other than last year, he's been one of the best power play defensemen in the NHL. There's only been a few players that were better than him on the power play. So yep. he comes back and brings that style and, you know, and be that, that fighter like he is, I, they're going to be, that's good. That's going to be a good part of this defense that we need really, really bad. Yeah. And it was kind of touching on that a little bit too, with the power play. He was, he was a very good quarterback of the power play. And I, I always have thought that it is, it's only prevalent though whenever he isn't injured, and that that's going to be a big thing that I think is going to really sway a lot of fans for him this year mm-hmm. because he he's been injury prone ever since he's really started playing hockey. He, we've seen that in pretty much every season he's played with the Blues so far. He hasn't really had a full season with the Blues, so it's. It's going to be interesting to see how he, the, his quarterbacking again with the power play, and I'm, I'm really hoping that he's going to be able to stay healthy this year so that way he's able to do that. But, I mean, right. even with – even if he is going to be out for a little bit, but he is going to – I shouldn't say that because he is starting the season. Uh, if he isn't going to be in, we always have that – the a little bit of a backup kind of with Perunovic, but I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of, he's kind of the same way too, where he's kind of injury prone a little bit at times as well. Right. But I, th- I think you got two guys that are really good with quarterbacking the, uh, the power play whenever, whenever we're put into those situations. And I mean, you got the young guy again, that just like kind of like neighbors a little bit and you're, you're going to have that guy that's going to be, a good all-around defenseman with Perunovic whenever he is going to be called up if injuries are happening on the defense. Right. Like, it, it's going to be really important, and they are going to address – they're going to have eight uh, defensemen on the uh, on the opening night roster. Obviously, six will be there, but they're going to constantly keep eight. And, um, you know, Perunovic is one of those guys. He's probably going to be healthy scratch with – or Tuzo on the first couple of games or vice or however they do that. But um, again, Krug is super important. Like I just pulled up his stats. So first year of the blues, 51 games. Then we had 64 and 63. Yep. We need more than that. I mean, oh, yeah. Krug's got to give us at least 70. He's got to add well, at least another five, six games to it. So he's got to stay healthy. And I know, you know, his size and stature makes it a little bit harder, but you still got to be find that, that drive to keep you in there. And it's not like he's had like little, little small injuries. It's been like shoulder issue, like big injuries that you're going to be out for a quarter of the, of the season. So he's Mm got to find a way to stay healthy and keep the productivity going. Oh, for sure. I think if he's able to do that, I think he will be able to see that 70 plus games out of, out of Krug and, be able to really see that productivity from him because I mean we haven't really seen yeah the stat line for Krug is has been decent but I mean if you don't have all the injuries there I bet his stat line could be a hell of a lot better than what it has been the last three seasons as a blue oh yeah so I've, I feel like once if he's able to stay healthy 
we're we're gonna see a, a version of crude that we we haven't seen as a blue yet and yeah but the the season will will tell hopefully he's able to keep that uh the healthiness and everything uh but with all of that uh we're gonna get kind of towards the end of the show because i gotta kind of get going here in a little bit yep uh we are i think a few of us have been talking about doing a giveaway uh we don't have quite as many details on it yet but uh brandon staff me james and a few of the other guys with uh variety sports network we're going to kind of get together and actually talk about what we're going to do for said giveaway we might be doing like a ticket giveaway or something else along those lines but whenever we get more details we will be sure to have it out to you guys uh but we appreciate you guys that have stuck around uh for this show uh we'll probably i'm not exactly sure when we're gonna have a next show probably hopefully next sunday we're gonna try to keep back into the weekly schedule of things uh to kind of keep you guys up to date with what's going on with the blues and everything else within the nhl uh but any closing remarks from you james um get out there let's let's watch let's watch this team let's root for this team it's blues hockey season i love it go blues go blues go blues yes sir but with all that uh i'm excited as well to see the blues coming out again this this season having hockey back i am so pumped that hockey is back and getting to watch blues hockey again uh along with everybody else here in st louis uh but until next sunday guys thank you very much for coming out and we will see you in the next episode peace This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.